Welcome to the Yeshiva Shalmaila. This is David Lechtenstein. Last week I got a number of calls. Too much hashkafa. Not enough halacha. Go bring us back to halacha. So this week we're going to be speaking about technology and Hilchas Shabbos, as well as kashras, particular cameras. They're everywhere. So we're going to have on Rabbi Vaisha Elephant, the head of the OU, the COO. He's going to be talking about using cameras for hashkachas in restaurants for Chal of Yisrael. And we're going to see why sometimes psak is not just often about the halacha, but about the situation. The reality is that what you discover when you walk and talk in the factory, you know, there, I'm, I'm going to tell you something that I believe. I believe that machines and cameras will never be able to, to replace human beings. And the intelligence that a human being has when he walks and talks in a factory or in any other setting cannot be compared to the camera that doesn't have that intelligence. And when somebody walks into a factory, even though we have cameras, it's not just ingredients. There's a, there's a myriad of issues that come up that a camera doesn't have the intelligence to pick up. And then we're going to be speaking about cameras on Shabbos. We're going to have uh, Rabbi Tzvi Ortner. He's a Belza Talmud. He's the, an expert on technology and halacha. Rav in Borough Park. We're going to be speaking about shuls. After what happened in Pittsburgh and in California, there were so many grants. Chuck Schumer got millions and millions of dollars of grants for shuls to put in security cameras. Well, guess what? You come to shul, you're being photographed. Every time you move, motion detector sets off. Are you being Michal Shabbos? Would you be better off staying at home? What about those ring doorbells that Amazon puts out? Fabulous value. If $10 a month, you know, you can have uploaded to the cloud. Everybody who comes to your door, you can even hear things. You can see, you can hear 100 feet away. You put a, a ring doorbell and you have the monitor in your kitchen, wherever it may be. Now, every time somebody comes to the front door, you can see it. Well, can you use it on Shabbos? Or can somebody say, you have a ring doorbell. I'm not going to your house. Don't invite me for the meal because I don't want to be photographed on Shabbos. What about baby monitors? You know, when kids are young, when they're infants, it's, you know, people use them. They're, you know, terrified of crib death. And then when they're two or three, they're worried about the kid climbing out of the crib. Parents don't sleep at night. They keep on running to the room. Well, baby monitors have solved that. Well, can you keep it on on Shabbos? What about elder cameras? You may have an older parent who's far away. You're terrified if they fall. So you put cameras and you can monitor them. Well, can you keep them on on Shabbos or not? So all of these we're going to be speaking about with, you know, again, Rabbi Elephant on Hashgacha, Rabbi Tzvi Ortner on technology about Hilcha Shabbos. He's printed, he's written. He's Rav Vashul. He's the head of technology and halacha for the OU. Should be a really fascinating rischa daraisa we'll have with both of them. You know, you can even go bigger than that. We are being recording from space 24-7. And every move of us is being recorded today. Uh, like you said, every inch is covered in cameras today. Before we go to our guests, I want to say a short vart. Dabir no Famous psukim. Uvnei Yisrael also could var Moshe vayishalu mitzrayim koy kesser choyzav vashem nasanes chein ha'am beinim mitzrayim vayinatslu es mitzrayim and they were saved from mitzrayim, which really pashup shot doesn't make a lot of sense. So Rashi brings vayinatslu es mitzrayim means they emptied from the unkos, they emptied out mitzrayim, which is which is interesting because in ein loy chaver b'mikra. You don't have Vayinatslu meaning to empty out another place in Tanakh, to my knowledge. 
Right, so what does it mean by Yinaslo es Mitzrayim? So I saw another fabulous pshat from a, a, a mafarish from Dor Shalafdei Lefanenu. And he bases it on a Pasuk in Yecheskel, that in Yecheskel it says that the Rabbani Shalom said that to Noyach, etc., he said, Vayinotzlu es nafsham, they saved their lives. So he wants to say like this, he wants to say, Vayinotzlu es Mitzrayim, they were saved from Mitzrayim. If they would have left Egypt after 210 years of Avodas Parach, do you know how bitter they would have been at Mitzrayim? I mean, imagine slaves, I mean, that's, slavery is, leaves people very, very traumatized. But on the way out, they took everything. They didn't leave anything in Mitzrayim. Are you not slow? They emptied it out. But you know what happens? They, they saved themselves from the hatred of the Egyptians. By taking everything, yeah, it wasn't comfortable having been a slave, as peace sign as Ram says. But you say, on the way out, we robbed them blind. We took everything. You know what that means? It means to a certain extent, the hatred is gone. The anger is diminished, the bitterness. And what does that mean? You could turn and change, have a new leaf, a new page, going forward without all that anger. Because really, success, and this is something that I struggle with a lot, you know, happiness, you know, mood regulation, etc., balancing. It's mostly about attitude. And the Torah wanted them to have a good attitude going forward. They should go, they should, they should be in the midbar, go into Eretz Yisrael, not full of seething, bitter, angry, but okay, we can move on, turn a new page. You know, I'm a grandfather, Baruch Hashem, it's a fabulous job. And I have a little four-year-old grandson, and I was, you know, entasked with watching him. And you know, me, I'm a little bit absent-minded, so... This little grandson I'm watching for five minutes, ten minutes, he's playing some type of a war game, I don't know, with cops and robbers and this and that. And uh, I think he seems to be okay. So I pull out a safer and I'm, suddenly I hear like a crash. And while jumping from one chair to the other, he gave this flying dive and he landed on the floor. Now, remember, my son and daughter-in-law, they went to rest or something and I was tasked to watch him. And I was trusted, and I look at my little grandson, this four-year-old, and his mouth opens, and I could see like this huge piercing shriek about to be emitted, and this is going to be the end of my babysitting days. So I looked at him, and I said to him, wait. He looked at me, he said, you're a fabulous bomber. Didn't you want to be a dive bomber? I said, because how does a dive bomber work? They come from the sky, and they go, and they land. And he said, that's right. Suddenly the shriek is gone, I'm a bomber, and he jumps up and starts making the laugh. Change the tone, change the attitude totally. Change the value, change the attitude. And you know where we see this? Chazal with their tremendous wisdom. What does Rebbein Hashem want from you? That a person should make a hundred brachas every day. Now we know that there are all these hanhagas, Mitzvah, Sivuyim, that, I mean, a hundred brachas a day, like, is it, don't I work hard enough? Isn't my life busy enough? Like, I needed something new to do, like, to count a hundred brachas a day. Like, did you ever have that feeling? But I think it's missing the boat. What's a bracha? A bracha is about gratitude. Thank you. Thank you for my drink. Thank you for this. Thank you that I can see in the morning, that I can stand up. Little, really little things. You know what it is? Life is very challenging. Right? We all suffer. The whole world suffers. We know at some level or another from mental health issues, depression, moods, right? If you, if you have a brain, you suffer from these things. But do you know that even a little spark, if somebody takes it, they say the, the psychologists say three gratitudes a day a person should write. 
Gratitude means I'm thankful. Thankful means I'm in a good place. Imagine if we could have a hundred gratitudes a day. And they don't have to be big gratitudes. Like, you're a bomber. It just changed your attitude. You know what? I can, I can stand. I can see. I was in the supermarket and you know what? A new lane opened up right when I got there. That was fantastic. The light changed when I was driving there. But you know what it does? It creates a positive energy. So a hundred brachas a day means a hundred times a day where I have the opportunity, or you, to have gratitude over the smallest things. And it's important. And it doesn't matter how small they are. Because a small nudge in the right direction means you're pointed in the right direction. And if you look at Chazal's gratitudes, most of them really are tiny, like the rooster crows in the morning, or I can tell the difference between night and dark, like duh. I have clothing, Malba Sharumim. I mean, a lot of people have clothing. Paikach Ivrim, Zaykev Kifufim, I could stand up straight. Tiny little gratitudes. You know what? The light changed just when I got there. That's enough to point you in the right direction. It's really the concept of a mitzvah, gererus mitzvah. Positive energy, energy is like drips of water, you know? Drips of water are attracted, they, they sort of join together. So the next time you have to make a bracha, instead of seeing it as just something automatic or alternatively some type of a, a chore, it's, a, it's an ability to put yourself into a positive mindset. You know, we, we've said many times that the Rebbe Rabbunim of Shischa and the Kotzka were two of the greatest psychologists in the history of Kal Yisrael. The whole Seifa, uh, most of Sheshek, almost every verse from the Kotzka or from Shischa is about some type of psychology. So I saw, I think it was in Sheshek's story, it says when the Rebbe Rabbunim was a young man, he was passing by a river and a balagola had fallen in and he was frantically struggling in the water. He had totally, he was terrorized and lost his wits. And people were trying to say something. So the Rebbe Rabbinim was there, he said, he, he knew who the guy was. He said, well, his name is Chaim, Chaim, yeah? Shika grist to the Leviusen. Send the regards to the Leviusen when you go down. So the guy started laughing. And he regained his composure. And he swam to shore. And Rebbe Rabbinim said, you know, when you put somebody in a good mood, they gain their composure, and, and suddenly magical things happen. They have their wits about them. So what is Vayinatzloes Mitzrayim? It was the gift to Klal Yisrael. The gift to Klal Yisrael was, you're going to leave, and you're not even going to be, and you're not going to be angry. I gave you something, compensation for all that PTSD, for all that trauma, for all that work, and now you're not going to be, you'll have a positive attitude, and you can go into Eretz Yisrael. So before we go to our riddles of the week, next week we will be speaking about what happened in Eretz Yisrael this week. And I do want to speak about it from a halachic point of view. And I want to talk about, you know, Malbim Pnei Chaveri Barabim, which is a, a really big essay. I mean, Taisvis and Insight and Davyud holds that it's Yarek Valyavar. We don't paskin this way, even though the Arachlaner does paskin in Binyan C and he does. So it's certainly a very Davar Chamer. On the other hand, should we shut the court system down by a Saita? Uparas Saisha. Where did they pull off her, her hair covering? In the Beis HaMegdash, in front of thousands of people. Could have been by Aliyah Laregel. I mean, Malbim Pnei Barabim. How do you balance that with the Din of Saita? Or all the Haruge Bezdin, they hung them on the tree so that everybody could see. Like what happened to 
Malbim Pnei Chaveri Barabim. Or what about those who are Srichem Hachraza? They did it by Aliyah Laregel, so that everybody was there, by uh, by Edim uh, Zoymimim, I forgot all the, the those that are the Hachraza, Mesis, uh, etc. Excuse me, I just don't remember the rest of them, right? But Hachraza, what happened to Malbim Pnei Chaveri Barabim? So how do we balance the din of Laman Yishmu Viro with the din of, you know, or the din of a society, to, a, a Sanhedrin to function, with the din of Malbim Pnecha Veri Barabim? And as an adjunct to that, how do we balance victims' rights with the family's rights? I mean, clearly, you know, people say, Rabbi Leo buried this person. I mean, if somebody's running after somebody with a, with a, with a knife in the street, he's a roidif, do you say, listen, if you run after him and you're going to make a fuss, you're going to be malbum pnei of the roidif barabim. I mean, how do we balance all these halachas? Um, we're going to be speaking about, you know, burning books. And, and I think something else that's really important, how do we deal with a fallen hero? Heroes are very powerful figures. People who've read books and grown up with them, and suddenly their hero has fallen. It, it could be devastating from a, a chinuch point of view. So these are some of the first halacha, the first bunch of these questions were, were all halacha questions. This is more of a, a chinuch question of walls and tashkafa, but that's what we'll be speaking about next week. Let's go to our riddle of the week. On this week's parasha on the Pasik, so Rashi teaches, and it's a, a judge, uh, somebody to punish him with makis in Yisurim. So Riskarov says that the purpose of the din of Mitzrayim for 12 months was not a matara that, uh, that they should send Klal Yisrael out. But since it says by the Brisbane Absarim, Vagamis Agoyashi Avoidun Donanechi, Tachri Kenetsu Brachosh Gadel, so it was a din that it had to be Agoyashi Avoidun Donanechi. It had to be a din on Pari and Mitzrayim, and afterwards the Yitzia. So the Kaddish Baruch Hu made Moshe a dain and a shofet to punish him, Donanechi, to give him the resur of Haruyanloi, that it should be Makuyim, Vagamis Agoyashi Donanechi. And then he brings a riot from the Mishpat Adius and Adius it says the Mishpat Hamitzrim has a Yud Beis Chaydish that there was a din of Yud Beis Chaydish of punishment, but not that it was to force them to uh, that the Eden should go out. This biggest side of the Briskarov is really against, uh, seems to be against the Pashit washing of a, 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 a number of Psukim. If you don't send them out. Send them out. Let my people go. And if you don't, it says clearly that the Nagifa of the Tzfardim, the Yisurim that they get of the Tzfardim, was in Moinat L'Shaleach. It says, Right? Arav, it says, Shalach Esami, and if not, I'm going to send the Arav, Umalu Bate Mitzrayim, etc. So you see clearly the punishment of the Arav was Shalach Esami. Um, again, Imoin, what does it say in, in, Imoin Atle Shalech Vaidcha Machsigbam, Hine Yad Hashem Hoyabam Mikdech Hashem Asada. This is Dever, Susabur, Dever, 
But in Dever it says, so, the question is, how could the Briskorov say? The reason was because there had to be a din of, in the Mitzrim, but it's not else, the din of what? Of, it's not because of, just to get them to go where he, this was a way, just to let us out or I'll let you. He says, no, it's else the din that they got. We, we quoted four or five psukim here that seem to say beferish, not like the briskarab. That is riddle number one. Riddle number two is the Rambam, the Shinus of Gula, where it says, we tell the other, the Hevesi, this is the last one, Hevesi, and Eschemalar. So the Rambam in Perik Yudafal, as you say, the Torah Halacha Dawah says, that if a Navi was Mavtiach al Toiva, and he said, it will be so and so, Vilebaha Toiva Shamar, and it doesn't happen. Remember, we're trying to know is he a Navi Emes or Navi Sheker. She says, Vinyo Dua Shu Navi Sheker, because Shekol Dover Toiva, Sheyigzer Hakel, Afilu al Tznai Enechaizer. That if the Rabbanu Shalom is geyser, the Navi says, the Rabbanu Shalom said he'll do so-and-so, even if it's on a condition, it's an Echaiza. Right? So that's how you know if somebody's a Navi Emes or a Navi Sheker. He says, why? Because there's a Klal in Nevoah. Called Dover, Toiva, Shigzer, Akel, Afilo, That's a Klal in Nevoah. It's a Pella. It says to the, he said to the Yoytzei, the Doer Yoytzei Mitzrayim, the Hevesi Eschem El Aretz. Notwithstanding that, Kol Yoytzei Tzava, Mimed Eshrem Shana, Naflu fell chalolim in their aboim shana, and they were not nichnas laretz. So you see that the uh, that he, a, a navi could say something that's not true, and he won't be considered a navi sheker. That Rachaim is the kasha. He says no. Vehevesi was betznai would be viadatim kine Hashem alakechem. If you'll be tzadikim, but lemaisa aboim shana akut b'doyev raimaram toyelev of him. Basically, they they weren't such good guys. Bottom line, Doctor Rachaim. That in that case, uh, you don't have this klal that uh, everything that a navi says davatoyev has to be true. Lachayra, it doesn't stem with the lashon ramam. The ram says even if it's on a tznai, right? It doesn't matter. It's always going to happen. There's even, if he said it, he's going to do it, no matter how conditional it was. It doesn't matter what the conditions were. You did meet the conditions. You were, didn't meet the conditions. And it makes sense too, because otherwise you're going to say, oh, you never really have a proof. It didn't happen because you weren't Eralachanafu. You have been Sadiqim. Saram says, Aini, even Afilu al tonight, it doesn't matter. He said it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Right? So the Lashon Rambam is not like the Erechaim. So Akash has been How could he say, Hey, Vaif, yes, Chamal Aretz, Lachar, like the Rambam? It's, uh, it's, uh, in the Vuas Sheker. And he would, and he, and he, obviously can't say this, but according to this, according to our understanding of the Rambam, would have a din of a Navi Sheker to say that. Those are our two riddles of the week. We will, of course, give a prize to the winners, and we will announce them next week, as well as uh, we'll go through the answers we liked and the answers that didn't like. To leave a message, call 732-806-8700 and press number 2, or email at info at headlinesbook.com. Let's go to our wonderful program. Joining us from New York is Ramosha Elephant. 
Talmud of Demir, Musmach of Myra Shashiva of Shmuel Birnbaum, but more well known as the chief operating officer of OU Kosher, the largest Hashgach in the world. He also says a very large Dafyaimi share, one of, again, one of the larger in the world on the uh, OU site. He's also the Rav. He took over from Rav Label Katz, the Rav of Zichron Yosef, Ayari, and Barapak. Welcome, Rav Moshe. Shalom Aleichem. Shalom Aleichem, let's start. People are mocked on Chal of Yisrael. Somebody says, you know what, I'm going to put up a video camera there, a Zoom, uh, whatever, you know, one of the multitude of cameras there. Would you say Lahalacha has a din of Chal of Yisrael? So this has been an ongoing issue, an ongoing question. And I have been discussing this issue for years with many Rabbonim, particularly, interestingly enough, with the chief rabbis of Israel. Because it has been the position of the Rabbanut HaRoshit in Israel, who has control of all foods that are imported into Israel, that they only allow the import of dairy uh, foods that were made with Chol Yisrael. And obviously that prevents many foods that people are used to eating that are not Chol Yisrael from being imported into Israel. And obviously there's a large population in Israel that is not that um Haredi, that is, would be Makbar and Chal Yisrael, but they don't want to change their position. I'm just so curious, as an aside, Ramoshan, as an aside, nothing to do with our conversation. I mean, the Rabbanut Harashi has a lot of coolers, like a lot of coolers. Right. You know, you, you pass by falafel stores, you see the guy, and it's like he's, he's doing everything but wearing a cross, and it has a hefshar on it. And on Chal Yisrael, which is a chumra of a chumra, I mean, you have, first of all, Ramoshan's Matalagamri, right? But more right. than that, the pre the pre who was a Sfardi, was not there, and, and he's a Sfardi, and and the, the Sam Saifa was the one who was Machber. I mean, this is where they're chunking in the Beina to make a chumra call him. So, so, it, so it sounds absurd, right? It, and because it is somewhat absurd, and certainly not my place that I need to defend them. But there is a distinction that one needs to understand when he speaks about the Rabbi Nota Roshit. When you think about the Rabbi Nota Roshit, we as people from Chutzlars think the Rabbi Nota, and we've always known, and as you correctly said, sometimes have seen that their supervision is weak. But when you think about the Rabbi Nota, it's really two, there are really two separate institutions in the Rabbi Nota. There's the Rabbi Nota Roshit of the whole country, and then every town and every city and every village in Etzisrael has its own Rabbanot Roshet. The falafel stores that you see in Israel with weak supervision are under the local Rabbanot, and many of them indeed are in such a strong hashgacha. The hashgacha that I'm referring to is not the local Rabbanot, it's the Rabbanot Roshet of the entire country. They're, they don't control any city, they don't control any town, but they do control all imports into the country. And they have certain policies that are l'chumra. They have certain policies that are l'kula. But this is one of their chumras that they insist on Chal Yisrael. And there's been a lot of pushback from consumers, from companies, saying if there are plenty very religious Jews around the world, particularly here in the United States, that eat Chal Stam, relying on that harem that you indicated. So why can't we in Etz Yisrael, well, we're not even that from also eat those products. So many of these Rabbanim have spoken to me about relying on video cameras. You know, if we'll have video cameras in all of the farms across the country, across the world from which we're getting milk, we would obviate the need for having Majdichim to make Chal Yisrael. Then there would be plenty of Chal Yisrael milk 
available. And we've discussed this. I still even discussed this with Rebel Yashif. He, he did not want to issue a public header. And Rabbi Belsky, we discussed this with him also numerous times. And he also felt that the definition of Chal Yisrael means a mashgiach, a, a, a real live mashgiach. And, that's, and the, that is also... Wait, wait, so let's, so let's, let's, go, let's go slow. Let's go. So let's talk about the halach, Shabbat. Okay. Right? If, if somebody's Mekadish and Isha, right. right, and it was over, the, the two Adim were by Zoom, like a lot of Paiskim, she would be Mekodeshes. Right? It's like the Rama and the Mardachai, right? And even like the Rama, the Achiezer says, with one aid, she would be one aid by video, yes, and one aid in person. But it would be a big sad. Clearly, the Rama would be more, would be more Mekel, but even the Rama, would be Matzer, a Get Lachumra, right? Right. If, right. If, if you could be, you could be, according, this is going all the way back to the Rabbi Yitzchak and you could be Matzer and Aguna based upon a photograph. Uh, I mean, we know in, in, in the United States the power of the video. I mean, Rodney King, which has turned the United States over, was because of a video. Nobody said, oh, it's not true. It's, it's, it's fake. It's a camera. I mean, what is the halachic reason, barring you saying that by Chalav Yisrael is a din of Edis Lekiyume, what is no, the halachic reason to no say that? That it's a din in Edis. No one would argue it's a din in Edis. The way as I recall Rabelsky explaining it. Well, I'll, t- I'll so tell you how I would. Let me tell you how I would say it. I would say, look, you know, for halacha, pure halacha, it's certainly good. But here's the problem: you're going to put a camera. What happens if around the corner the camera can't see, and the guy is tray for milk around the camera? What happens if he ducks under the camera? What happens this? I mean, you know, a camera is a static object, and a person right. who's okay. there. So, so is, that 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 obviously is the argument, but if your premise that a camera works is correct, then I can't take it, then, then it works. And there are such sophisticated camera systems that we're going to speak about, perhaps, that don't have those concerns. The reality is that the Machmirim's approach has been that, that these types of Xeris, because the reality is, let's think about it, the pre makes a lot of sense. If, if there's nothing Tomei the Edroy and Ramoshis had to, we will have government control making sure that that's the case. So there's no concern that there's any Chal of Tomei mixed in. Why was that not accepted? So the concept is because Chazal made a rule, and we don't always understand the basis and not all the reasons are always given, that the only way Chal Yisrael, the only way milk can be consumed is if there's a Mashgiach there. I, we should achieve the same Without the mashgiach, it doesn't change the reality but, that but, Chazal required a mashgiach. But, but, but respectfully, Rabbi Elephant, the same halacha that the Chum Seifer quotes that you need a mashgiach there says if there's a mashgiach sitting outside, right, even if he can't see, that helps because the guy is afraid that he could come inside. Right. right? It's so it's clearly so it's clearly not because the mash, the aide is watching. But it's it's the fact that Big Brother is watching. The aide outside could walk in, right? Even if it's not it, right? It's so it's not a din aide ria. It's not a din aide ria. It's not what we learned in Masech the Gittin, aide Masira, and aide aide Masira, and aide Chayestima. It's clearly all not that all. Again, I'm just repeating the the position of those that are machmer and the OU. Again, you know, so the OU is in a unique. First of all, I don't set policy for the rabbanot. That's number one. Number two, the OU is sort of in a interesting position. Because for the OU, we're not not going to call Yisrael. Most OUD products are not called Yisrael. So if somebody and, and somebody wants Chal Yisrael, 
there's plenty of cholesterol products available. So for whom are we making it? And for whom are we instituting this cooler? So I saw the chuvas from from most of the Rabbanim who asked her, like, you know, Rabbi Stern, but, well, he's, he's really complicated what he says. But, okay, the about, but mostly they say, well, you know, you're going to put a camera behind the camera, you can do this, the camera's not going to work one day, this, that. But but here's the, the other side of this problem, and and, and the, the other side, because everything has a flip. We had on a, 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 a heksha from Israel, I forgot which Rebbe it was, who is the biggest one of, the biggest machshir in China? Yeah, you you, pr- you probably know the name. Yeah, I remember having I remember having that guy. Uh, maybe we'll play the clip. And he said, "Um, so how many cities in China do you do? I don't know, thirty two cities. And is it all in like next to each other? What are you talking about? We fly from province to province." I said, "Really, thirty two cities? And how many mashkichim do you have? Seven, seven mashkichim, overseeing thirty two cities in nine provinces." Like what are they? They they have the shame hamafirish. Like they they're, they're able to uh, to appear, go from place to place. Like they have. Uh, you know, I dream of Jeannie. She winks her eyes and she. Like, how do you? How do you? So so on one hand, it's a it's a chumra. No, we want a real mashkiach there. On the other hand, if you have cameras, sorry, cameras I'm, don't I'm, get I'm, cameras I'm, don't get tired. And ca- so I'm sorry. Thank you. With a very interesting story that you'll enjoy. You know, one of the most ca- common questions. At the, o, at the OU that we get, is that you purchase something in the store called non-dairy creamer. And typically, the non-dairy creamer has an OUD on it. It's dairy. Why? How could it be dairy if it's called non-dairy creamer? Because it has a ingredient in it called sodium caseinate, which as far as the government is concerned, doesn't have the milk protein in it. So it's not considered dairy. So the product can be called non-dairy creamer. As far as we're concerned, obviously the halakha is concerned, since it comes from milk, it's a milk derivative, it's milchigs, no matter if it has the protein or doesn't. And this is a very, very popular food ingredient. A number of years ago, there was somebody who approached us that he discovered that he could find the source for sodium caseinate all the way up, believe it or not, in Tibet, China. And he came to us. We should certify it. Obviously not because we don't have Mazdichim in Tibet, China. And we said no. And exactly what you said. It's one thing when you have farms and places where we could get to and places where there are rules and places where there's civilization. But to take the heter and apply it to Tibet, we weren't, even though we're not Macbeth on Chagasrol, we weren't ready to do it up in Tibet, China. So you're right. You have to know where you give Hashgacha. And just saying that you could get anywhere by plane is inadequate. But but my point is, wouldn't cameras in a certain way do a better job than union? So I'll tell you how humans they don't cameras they don't get tired. I'll tell you what our attitude to cameras is. Our attitude to cameras are cameras are very important. We, for example, every restaurant that the OU certifies has a masjid committee. And when I use the word masjid committee, I use it with the type, the simple type of masjid committee, a full time who's there from opening, has the keys for closing. But we insist that every restaurant kitchen has a, a surveillance camera that we have access to. So what we're doing is we're relying on the Mashgiyah, but we realize this power of a camera, and that's why we include a, that cameras be part, a very important part of our CASPIS program. I'll tell you a story. I don't know if you're familiar. A number of years ago, 
there was a Kashrus scandal, for lack of a better word, in Johannesburg, South Africa. And a delegation of Rabbanim, Rabbi Ganak, Rabbi Fishbane, and myself were asked, were invited to come to visit South Africa. We really weren't invited to be the investigators of what happened. We were invited to help enhance the Hajbaka. And I remember the first meeting that we had with them. And this was before we did any actual touring of the places that they certified, any places that they certified. I recommended to the Rabbanim, the first thing you should make as a rule is that every caterer, every restaurant has to have a has to have a video, has to have a video system that you have access to. They were very excited and they actually did it. So my point to you is our attitude is that cameras are fantastic, but not in the place of Mashgiach, but to enhance Dajgoch. Rabbi Elephant, why not? Look, the cost of kosher food is, is often it's prohibitive to many people. Imagine so if not, you could have imagine if you could have Rabbovid, Rabbovid, yeah. I have to interrupt you. if kosher food is expensive, besides something like meat or something like wine that has to have mashgichim and shaykhim and mashgichim and baitkim. Kosher food does not have to, is not prohibitive because of the hashgachis. You know, this notion that it's the hashgachis that drive up the cost is just not accurate. It's just not accurate. So what and is it? What is it? I don't know what it is. I don't set prices. I never get involved with companies that we certify how much profit you're making and what is the price you're charging. I never do that because that's not my place. My place you're is saying that you're saying the hashgacha it adds very little cost to it, but now that it's become. I'm not an economist, but I can even make an argument that in certain situations the lowers the cost because because I wish I was wrong with what I'm saying now, but our fees are really not that significant, and the amount of extra customers we bring to a product is well worth the fee they pay. So, so, so Rabbi Elephant, Rabbi Elephant, you're saying that if it costs more, it's because. Since the manufacturer says, hey, I have a niche product, and because of that, I could charge you know, a niche price, that's really what drives the price, not Ashgaha. In most cases. Okay, so let me resume my question, okay? Given that cameras don't get tired, they don't fall asleep on the job, they don't have chasanas, they don't have kids who are up at night who they're falling asleep on the job, Right, it's the eye, and it's recorded, and it's rewindable, and you can check it, and it's motion. Right, given that, why wouldn't somebody say, "Listen, it's it's better than a human." Like I'll tell you, if I could have in my house, you know, a guard there, you know, if I had a big, a, a large property, and I say, or I could have twenty-four cameras, and maybe a guy sitting in a room watching them. I mean, it's a much better effect. So why not have one guy in OU Central overseeing 22 factories at every given time. And instead of having flying people to remote locations, you know, Big Brother is watching all the time. Like, why wouldn't you, assuming that you could have, like you say, the really good camera systems that can't be fooled, et cetera. Why wouldn't we do that? Because the reality is that what you discover when you walk and talk in the factory, you know, there. I'm, I'm going to tell you something that I believe. I believe that machines and cameras will never be able to, to replace human beings. And the intelligence that a human being has when he walks and talks in a factory or in any other setting cannot be compared to the camera that doesn't have that intelligence. And when somebody walks into a factory, even though we have cameras, it's not just ingredients. There's a, there's a myriad of issues that come up that a camera doesn't have the intelligence to pick up. I have to tell you, 
You would, if I would take your approach, the last two years of my life would have been so much easier. Because what happened when COVID broke? When COVID broke, the world shut down. But people still had to eat. And how was I supposed to get Meshgichim? I'm not talking about to exotic places. I'm talking to places where we live, where everything was closed down and nobody was given ex- an entrance. If we would have just taken your approach, set up... So, so Rabbi, 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 Elephant, Rabbi Elephant, give us an example of a, of a situation where a guy's a mashkiach in a factory that can't eat peas, whatever the case may be. And you're saying, you know, the fact that we had an intelligent person there at Kraft Foods, that really made a difference. So you know what? It's not something a camera would have picked it up. Give me an example. I want to respond to you, so I will use your example. We're going to plant okay. the canned peas. So, right. you know, we'll have a camera and we'll see all they do is use peas. But what happens right. to the peas? A peas is not a great example, but it's just an example. What happens if the peas are coming from Metzisrol? And this year is a Shemitah year. So, but, so how would I know? Peas are peas. How, how would I know peas are peas? Or the Meshgich walks into the factory and the factory manager, owner, whoever, says to him, you know, Rabbi, we, it's great that you walked in. We got an offer for peas from Israel. Or so many other nuances that looked to us like Gornish Magornish could have real shyness. And the only way you really discover these things, you know, Rav Chaim Goldwag, I don't know if you ever heard of him. Rav Chaim Goldwag was one of the people who built the OU. He was a Mashgiach who worked for us for over 50 years, wasn't home, Mishabbos, Lashabbos, traveling the world. And he, to- and he was a Talmud in Kashmir from Rablazer Silver. Rablazer Silver picked him out from the Tells of Yeshiva in Cleveland and said, you're starting to work in Kashris. And you know what Rebbe Silver told him? Where's the first place a Meshkiah should walk into when he goes into a factory? Rebbe David, you're a very bright guy. If you were a Meshkiah, what would be the first place you walked into when you went into a factory? What do you think? The, the office? I, I, you got me there. Okay. You know what Rebbe Silver told him? He says, go, into, go to the garbage can. He said, look what's in the garbage can. Look what they have there because that's where you know, in the warehouse, they're not going to, if they want to conceal something from you, they're not going to put it out in the warehouse. But nobody thinks about the garbage can. So go to the garbage can, you'll see so much. And you is this what you teach? Is, do you, do you mashkichim do this? I'm curious. Absolutely. Every one of them. Every one of them. Okay. And I can't tell you how many stories over the years at different places, a, a, a Rob that I know very well told me that he was giving hashbacha to a pizza shop in his neighborhood. And he couldn't, and the pizza shop was not owned by a religious Jew, maybe not even by a Jew at all. And every week, and it was Chol Yisrael, and every week he came and he would open up the refrigerator and store cases of Chol Yisrael cheese. Fantastic. And one week, he did as Rabbi Goldswag taught us, he went to the garbage can and he found cases of non-kosher cheese. Because what were they doing? What they were doing was they kept yeah. In the first grade of but, but Ramesha, Ramesha, I would, I would just say, look, uh, you know, I, I would try to have a little seichel, and I would say, listen, when you're dealing with a, a, a restaurant where there's an owner there, and you know, there's all kinds of issues. The guys, when you're dealing with craft foods, they're not showing you in the refrigerator is one thing, and in the garbage can another. You'd thing. be surprised, Rabbi. Really? Wow. Educate surprised. us. Either, listen, I'm, you're the expert. Educate us. I'll tell you a story that I was involved with many years ago when I came, not long after I came to the OU, and I'm at the OU already 35 years. There was a very big company, but not that big now. There's still a decent-sized company. But then 
there were a very large company that was making a product, Paris. And it was a product that nobody in the food industry knew how to make Paris. And this guy, this company, there was some a food scientist in this company who said that he came up with a how, how to make this product Paris. And it was a very popular product. And the reality is that this person was, it was really Milichix. And he was making it the same way everybody else. And he was cheating. So you'll ask me. And this, and this was an institutional type of company, like a, a huge you know, like, company. A like huge dull, company. like, yeah. yeah okay. A huge wow. company. So you'll ask me, does this become, did the president of this company play along with this? The president of the company did not even know what this guy was doing. So this guy, for various reasons, financial reasons, other reasons, was doing it all by himself. Barely no one in the company knew what was, what was being done. And I have to tell you, wow. it's not for a astute mashgiach. This might have continued who knows for how long. And this I was, get it. So, you, so, so you're saying, like, sort of with what, what Rav Sternbuch writes, he says, look, cameras are great, but only together with a mashkia. That, that's that's, that's your, what I'm your, saying, your... very much so. And, and, and would you say the same thing to Chal of Yisrael? Because Lamaisa, I don't think in any of your stories you're going to have a story where somebody was caught p- pouring pig milk into, no, into I don't a have, camel milk. Well, again, I don't have that many stories about Chal of Yisrael, because as I said, the OU doesn't really do much Chal of Yisrael. And even where we do Hashgach to me, this... Because Gavina Yisrael has to have a mashgiach. Yeah, yes, right. have a, a camera wouldn't do the trick because the mashgiach right. has to pour in the rent. Right. So we're not right. talking about right. that. I haven't caught people either. I'm not going to tell you something that's not true. But again, it, it, what does the halacha require? You know, because if we're going to take your approach, which is essentially Reb Moshe's approach, the concern isn't there to drink all milk. The concern isn't there. You know, the difference between the camera and these factories and the Chal Yisrael farms uh, and the farms with milk and without cameras is almost negligible because we know we're never going to find anything. You could sit the rest of your life looking at cameras and you'll never find anything. In the Chal Yisrael. Right. Nobody's pouring pig milk or camel milk or anything like that. Nobody's yeah. doing it. That's the reality. And I have to tell you, even in that Yisrael, many Hashgachas have a problem with Shabbos, right? It's so you don't have the problem that the farm is owned by a non-Jew. Yeah. But you're not going to yeah. get a from Jew on the farm on Shabbos. So, yeah, so over there, they, they talk to use cameras. They yeah, use the cameras. The most reliable hashgachas. And I've spoken right. and, and spoke to the Rabbonim, one of the Rabbonim who's very involved in this hashgacha, the Nottingham, is Ramart the Grove from B'nai Barak, who's the primary yeah. hashgacha yeah. on Tanuva. Yeah. And he's yeah, I've spoken to him. Yeah. He's the Adam Adma and he does it. Yeah. And, he, and he told me he discussed it many times with Rebel Yashiv. And again, yeah. Yeah. It's, we're dealing with really something which is called Yisrael. It's a whole different situation. Reb Moshe, it's always fascinating. Thank you very much for your time. And my, same here. Zaygazan. Joining us from Barapak is Harav Tzvi Ortner. He's the director of Halacha and Technology, the OU. He's a Rav in Barapak. He's the Rav of Linus Hatzetek. He's a Belza Talmud. He's a Musma from Rav Chatzkel, the Carlsberger Rav, who, by the way, let me share a fascinating story about him, that uh, he, he was in a coma at one point when he was sick, and he lost consciousness, he regained consciousness, and when he got better, he was Makadish, his wife, again, based upon a truma, a additional hold, for somebody who loses consciousness, and they feel like they may, they, they, the doctor said they could have passed on, 
He said, so it has a din of Tchiyas HaMais, and you have to be really Mekadosh, your wife. So this Truma Tadesh in the Suffolk, he was Mekadosh, his wife. I don't know a lot of people have done that, so it's certainly, but he was a Yadur the Gagayin. But what is also Mechaber of Machshavah Tzvi and Arachayim in Yeridea, obviously an expert in technology, Lokon Reb Tzvi. Shalom Aleichem Abdavid. Good to be again. So here's the question. After um, the uh, the incident that happened in Pittsburgh and then in Chabad in, 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 in California, there's been a lot of government grant money to shuls um, to put in video systems and other security. So now you go to shul. There's a beautiful new video system on in the shul, um, paid for, you know, gratis by, by Uncle Sam. And you realize, hey, I, every time I walk, wherever I go, I'm being recorded. It may be the type of camera that's triggered through motion activated. So here you are. Every time you walk, you're triggering a switch on, switch off, and you say, wow, how am I going to show? So as an expert in technology, explain to what I imagine many, many people without even realizing it, but if the shoals are the beneficiaries of these grants, uh, the, the problem that they're having, explain to them, should they be going to show or should they be staying home? Okay, so let's first inst- introduce the issue and then see what's the possible solution. And then they're going to be able to make their own psych whether they want to go to show or not. So what's very important to understand in these uh, type of technologies, similar and different technologies, is the difference between the screen that you see and the recording, which you actually don't see. So people by nature are usually going to pay more attention to the actual screen that you see around, which is something really awkward and Shabbos to see yourself in a screen and to see other people. But they're not going to be either so familiar or so so much paying attention of what's going on behind the scenes, the recording of the uh, evidence. Logically, it's a bit different, or maybe just the opposite. The screen itself because of the technology of the screens today, the way you hold the electricity and the images or the lettering, whatever, you name it, is, first of all, can only be under a bonon based on the aloha, the accepted aloha in, in electricity in general. But more than that, it's only a voltage change. In other words, the electricity exists, the electrons are running, and you're basically only going to do some changes on the screen changes are going to be constantly moving and changing. This is a concept called voltage, voltage change in English, in Israel, in this forum, and the up-to-date forum. It's called Shinoi Zerem. Shinoi Zerem was, like, was something that was discussed in, in, with many post-game, and the you know, mainstream uh, opinion is that, I wouldn't say it's mutter, but it's definitely something that mutter in many circumstances. So the actual screen is the easy part of the conversation. The Wait, more... Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi Yotner, before you move on, because you're going to say a lot of information, so let me... Shinu Zerim, Rabbi Yotner, saying is is not that problematic because the, the, the famous Chazenish who believes that creating a circuit is baina is only when you're turning electricity on or off. Here it's there the entire time. So even like the Chumradik opinion of the Chazenish, it would certainly not be a Daraisa. And the question is, would it even be a Drabanan? Now, Rabbi Yotner, could you educate our Olam Shinui Zerem, if it's a Drabanan, what, what would it be? What, what, what is a, Which malach okay, so would it fit into? So first of all, let me, let me back a little bit to what you mentioned about Chazanish. So there's two separate conversations in the definition of Shinui Zerem. According to the Chazanish and according to, I would say, the Besitzlok, or Shlomo Zalman's opinion of the issue of electricity. So the Chazanish works with Boina, 
So Boin is obviously when you're building something in, you're giving life to the wire. This is the Chiddush of the Chazanish that Boin is not just putting together two pieces, but also giving life to something is considered Boinah. I think, Rabbi, Rabbi, what I would say, I would just say with a, with a different Nusach, I like to say, you're, by creating a circuit, you've created something. Two wires next to each other are dead, right? If they're just sitting, suddenly when they're connected, wow, you have life. It could be music. It could be a screen. It could be a motor. So you've actually built something. In other words, he understands the Chazanish, understands Boinah. Not to be where you're putting one block on top of the other block, but it's a concept. I've created something. Wow, you, you turn on a switch, you've created something by, put, by putting that circuit together. That's how I understand Chazanish. Right, but the, the language you're using, above is, is kind of borderline to the concept of Moilit, right? The, the abundant concept of electricity goes with the idea of creating something. This is the issue of Moilit. But, but the, the concept of Boina is a bit simpler than that. The concept of Boina is that you're putting two things together that works and stays there, Usually we talk about physics. We talk about a piece of wood to another piece of wood or two, uh, two blocks on top of the other, like you said. So the Chazanish says if you're putting together, a, 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 I would say, not a physical thing, that's a, you know, the, the, the electric into the wire, it's considered putting them together. It's not so much the wow of the moilid of it, because this is the, well, well, the, the rabbinic part. Moilid is, is very complex because moilid is very often, and this is way beyond what we have time to go through, is where you're creating something new. A Beitz Chanel the Beyamtiv. Here, all the components are here just by putting them together like a building. All the bricks are here, the wood is here, the nails are here. But Baini is where, by putting them together, you've created something new, whereas Moilid is where something, there is an element of something new that wasn't here before. That's why I felt more comfortable saying it else, Baini than else. Moilid, but, right, but you, you're welcome the to disagree with me. And so the base yeah. Yitzchok, the, you know, the founder of the concept of Moilid, is actually pointing out a different sugi in Ilchus Moilid, which is the sugi in Beitz, so talking about Moilid Reyach, the sugi of Chadl, where you put in smell right. into something. So you have two things exist. You're putting them together, you have a cloth that didn't smell before, and now it smells. So yeah, he's yeah, using that smells. concept and comparing it to electricity because over there is also two existing concepts that you're adding to each other and creating a different, you know, a, a third thing. This is, this is his basis. And this is actually what's bringing us to this conversation, particularly. Why? Because the, there's an interesting Ramon in Al-Khasukha talking about putting back the asteroid into, into the, what they used to have at the time, you know, whatever, like a stick, uh, you know, piece of stuff or whatever they had. So the question is, you are moilid reyach. So the Ramo over there is saying that there is a smell before. So you're only adding smell to the, to the, to the piece, to whatever you, to the box or whatever it is. This is the concept of moisif reyach. So the poskim are saying, Shamazan was the, one, of, one of the first one, you know, mentioning it, says, if the Vaisitzrik is coming from moilid reyach, so we have a very uh, clear comparison from the Shulchan Aruch that Moisif Reyach, adding something, is allowed. Therefore, a voltage change should be allowed because you're adding electrons, you're adding something to the existence. This is actually where Shomazam is coming from. And those who disagree, and those who ask her, ask her because... Oh, so this is a very interesting conversation. So, interesting enough, the Shulchan Aruch Arab over there brings down the Morgan and whatever, and goes on. And then he says, you know, it's going to be a moisif reach moisoy amin, which means if let's say you have uh, some, you know, one type of a smell and then you're adding a different type of a smell, this is not a moisif reach because it's a different smell, right? Makes sense. 
So even though the Mishmu is not, it's not so clear if he agrees or not, but I think the concept makes sense. So what we have over here, okay, you're allowed to add smell, but the same smell. Now the conversation comes back to electricity. So wait, so, Robert, so, Robert, so let me just let me just interrupt again. So an electricity eating is going to be much is less hammer, maybe mutter, but you, you also so a screen is not problematic in that respect. However, let's talk about the screen where it's motion activated and there really is no the screen is dark before you actually move. Would that be more problematic? No, because because the technology behind is the same. Something is there, the electrons are there, they're waiting for you to move and changing them. You're not you're not um, turning it on when you're moving by. So whether it's dark or not, whether it's motion sensor or not, as far as we're talking about this, the screen itself, it's always going to be a shinozer and a voltage change. Okay. So now let's talk about the drive that's behind it. Right. So taking care of the screen, whether you want to take care or not, but what's, what's most important is the recording behind that. So recording, recording, um, recording on a DVR, or let's go back to a CD, it's interesting because we mentioned before the Chazunish. So the Chazunish says if you're putting information, I'm sorry, if you're putting electricity into a wire, the same like you're putting together two blocks or two pieces of wood, right? Now, we all know that Shlomo Zalman disagree with the Chazunish. The question is why? So Shlomo Zalman disagree with the Chazunish not because he disagreed to the concept of putting together electrons into a wire that it's considered boiling or not. This is not the argument. The only reason why Shalom feels that electricity is not boiling because electricity is made to be turned on and off, on and off constantly, which is not, according to Shalom said, it's not boiling in soy, sir. It's like using it. So this is the shimmish of it. It's made to be, it would be on like, and off. It would be like opening, it would be like opening and closing a window. Right. Which is hard to say, or closing a door for that matter, which is right. hard to say it's boiling because it's, it's a hinge and it's this. So a, a circuit, which is basically on a hinge, is the equivalent uh, of a door or, or a, that would be the best example. Correct. Correct. So and therefore, if we realize that concept, so we understand once we don't have this element of uh, turning it on and off constantly, like a door, like a window, like you said, it's going to be a rise even according to Shomo Zaman. And therefore, Shomo Zaman mentioned in different places in Shemir Shomo Zaman, if you're going to be putting information on a CD, Meaning you're putting some spiritual um, um, information, data, you know, whatever you're going to name it. And you're putting it together into a piece of metal. It can definitely be boine or makeva potash because it's made to stay there. So again, it, it, he's agreeing to the Chazunish's concept. So whenever the, the objection of, you know, opening and closing a door, like, like the case of the switch, he believes that putting information into a CD is going to be rather boine or makeva patish. And therefore, he's not allowed to record anything on Shabbos, on Yom Tev, and even on Cholamot. So saying that, so moving on to DVRs or some other machines, where whenever you're putting data on something, you're enhancing the machine, and the machine is actually getting to the complete purpose of it because you're buying an empty DVR in order to store data over there. Once you, you're putting data over there and whatever it's going to be, whether it's going to be one second or it's going to be two hours information or it's going to be a full song or it's going to be just a few images, whatever the case is, this is the completion of the product and that's why you bought it. And therefore, you believe it's at the Reiser, from Toronto, one of the big sports can write several letters um, holding the same opinion, that putting and adding information into a DVR, a CD, or whatever, anything similar, is considered a boiner or macro partish, which brought them all into the Reiser. And therefore, the recording behind the scenes is more of an issue. 
And therefore, according to these PySkim, what's necessary is that you shut actually off the, the uh, you could keep the screen on, but all the recording that would save it or send it up to the cloud should be shut before Shabbos. Is that correct? Oh, so that solution you propose, of course, you know, the, the easiest solution for the rabbi, but not always the case, you know, for the, for the customer, the one asking the question, because not in every case right. you want to, to shut off everything. So, of course... If a person is able in a private house, safe neighborhood, nothing major is going on, the best way will be short of the recording from Friday 2 o'clock to Sunday 2 o'clock. You put it on a timer. Today they come you know, in the system. You can set it up okay. automatically. So that will be the easy solution. You're right. What's, but, the, what's the next? Okay, what's the next solution? The next solution, there's a few of them. So the next solution will be turn off the motion sensor. In other words, don't have it running on a motion. So the recording is only recording when someone is passing by. So you're actually doing something. Just leave it on a non-motion sensor, which means it's going to record it all time. So, of course, the downside is you're going to fill your memory, but it's one day a week. You can erase it afterwards. This is going to be uh, solution number two. Just let it go non-motion. But, but wouldn't it, why isn't it a problem of Boina Markovapathish? When your image passes it, something new is entering. So... In theory, it's the same issue, but you are not doing anything because it's going to be recording anywhere. Whether it's going to be you or it's going to be recording the tree behind you, it's just doing the same thing. Okay. So, so for example, let me, let me stolzer, Rabbi, what we're saying is that so the Mishnah Buru says is if you had, let's say, a pail full of uh, water and in it there's, um, there's, uh, there's clothing, you know, the right. Mishnah Buru, right? Right. So he says you're allowed to add water. Even though you, you're saying you're adding water to a kvisa, to a wash, he says, because the clothing is going to get washed anyway. So what you're doing is, a, it's, even though it's actually adding water, but it doesn't make a difference because of what happened with or without you. Right. So you're being simach on the, okay, that would, be, that would be the second, another way to do it, you said, is to keep the motion, which again, you don't know if it's practical. And what's the third thing? Right. So the third thing is, is two similar concepts. In other words, relying somehow on a concept to make it not psychratia. Assuming that everyone walking in is in a machaven, so there's two ways to, to make it non-psychratia. So one of the ways will be turn it off to a certain amount of time, whether it's going to be like an hour or two during Shabbos, whether it's going to be for a minute, every 10 minutes, whatever you want to set it up. So it's becoming a sophic psychratia. Okay, so, so since it's not a psychratia, it's according to many poskim, the famous tears of ancient design, even if other eyes is being mutter, so it's something that you can... Rely again if there if there's a okay. need. Okay, so I want to. So these are the three hetarim of somebody who has a shul. Either the there's one is, more idea, interesting chiddush from a helper in the zechon and avoch from Israel. He came up with an interesting idea, calling uh, Rashi Zvuchim of another concept of psikreisha. Whenever there's a way you can do it without, doesn't have a din of psikreisha. Doesn't have psikreisha. So he said, if you can. Uh, navigate somehow the cameras so it's not covering a few inches where you can technically pass by through these few inches so the rest of it is losing the status of psychiatry a little bit that's an interesting bottom line but bottom line Rabbi, according to these opinions it, it, unless the guy running the elect the cameras and show is very on his game it really would be problematic to walk into the show that's what you're saying i'm not sure i got your question in other words you need when they set up the cameras in the show in my house, we set up all kinds of electronics when we built the house. It's 20 years later. I never used them once, right? <laughs> they just right. go. So I'm saying usually they, somebody sets up the cameras. You're saying whoever sets it up, the Gabbai has to know the halachas. And he has to know, listen, Gabbai, before Shabbos, you have to make sure there's a corner that's not. Or you have to make sure that it's a time that it's off. Or, but if it's, if it's just running by itself, if you know that there's no Gabbai taking care of the cameras in the show, 
and it is a psychratia, according to these opinions, you're saying you shouldn't walk into the shelf. It might be a problem, but the good news is that automation is all over the place. In other words, you don't have, you don't need to have the garbage sending it up every Friday. It's basically something you can okay. do at one time. And but somebody just a whoever, knowledge. whoever did it, whoever sets up the cameras and shelves, can't just use the local, you know, Goyesha company to come set up security cameras. He actually has to call Rabbi Wachner from the OU or call a Talmud Talk and say, what do we have to do to the cameras and how do I have to program the cameras so that I should be allowed to enter the show on Shabbos? Correct. Okay. I just want to point out a few a few areas where one can disagree with, with Rabbi Miller and and and, uh, and um, I don't want to pass, can I call your local Orthodox rabbi? But I do want to point out a number of things. When Shlomo Zalman is talking about recording onto a disc, he says it's Baina. Well, this is how I understand Shlomo Zalman. If you have an empty disc and you put on an Avram free tape or a picture of your family going on vacation someplace, you have just created something. You've created a disc and it's going to go into the album and it's going to say the Avram free concert or our family vacation by the Banya. Right, so you've turned mm-hmm. something into nothing into something. Right, mm-hmm. right. So it's either Baina. Arguably, it's Makabapathis, you've created something. The drives of the computers, which are emptied either every week or every second week or every third week, it's like a revolving door. It's in and it's out. So it's hard to make the argument that it's Makabapathis because there is no end. Makabapathis means, bang, you finished it. It's the, the coordinates hits the, the shoehorn, the, 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 the horseshoe, whatever it is, and it's done. Something's over here. It's coming in, it's going out. It's come, there's a million images in, there's a million images out. You created a tape. You didn't create a tape. This tape, one, one minute it's something. The next minute you're replacing it with the next thing. The third minute you're replacing it. So there's, it's, it's not the boiner of somebody creating a CD that he wants to either sell in the store or put into the family album. So I would take the position that you don't have either Mark of Apathis here or boiner here. It's a, the discussion would be the riots from the, the two prima governments, but it's, it goes way beyond this conversation. I just want to point out that there are opinions that argue on Rabbi Miller. Okay. But I yeah. want to ask you this question, Rabbi, Rabbi Lutton. I would ask you the following question that um, according to your understanding, which is you're taking many of the Pisces, certainly contemporary Pisces learned the way you do, like you say, Rabbi Miller does. If we know that walking down the streets today, you're being recorded. Right. I mean, after every crime, they go to the, you know, the, the, the liquor store and this look around my house. Everybody's recording everything. It's just so cheap. And it creates such an element of security. You have to be a nar not to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, even if the guy in show, you have a very Ehrlich Agabe or a very smart guy in the show who does it. But with your whole walk to show, you're being recorded by 50 people. And those people are not. Uh, 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 it's a sick ratio and they're not closing their, their camera for certain hours of the day. And they, they have it they're not, they have it going into a hard drive, and et cetera, et cetera. You shouldn't be allowed to walk to Shul in the first place if you weneman that it's Baino Amakabapathish. And even if it's a psikresha doi nichale, a psikresha doi nichale, certainly by a daraisa, we don't hold that it's going to be mutter. So doesn't that create a real problem for somebody walking to Shul? Yeah, this is a great question, question that I'm being asked all the time. And, you know, you can even go bigger than that. We are being recording from space 24-7. And every move, move of us is being recorded today. Uh, like you said, every inch is covered in cameras today. Good question. So, you know, the short answer will be too wrong, doesn't don't make one right. You know, you try to do the best you can. But the real answer yeah, but, is what you, but, you but, mentioned but, a little but, bit. But Rabbi Orton, my argument on that would be is, Davening in Shul is, you know, Yishtadel Adam is the Lashon of the Machaba, right? So 
It's arguably a drabanan. It could be less than that, right? Um, getting mm-hmm. recorded a hundred times by the way you go to shul is, according to the Rabbi Mil- Daraisa, many, many times. So you certainly shouldn't be machlis yourself into a Daraisa to be yaitza the yish- This is, uh, here we would say, al <laughs> right, so so I guess the, the key will be uh, what you mentioned a little bit when the end of your question is the concept of psychation and nichal slide. So I will first, firstly, we, we have to reframe the concept of makropatish of bonyin over here. The certainty whether whether it's falling actually into into the rice makropatish or it's getting into mesak and mono medarabonon. So the language I used before was bordering with isur the rice. When we're dealing with such a thing, the concept of psychation. The Lenichalai or Laichbaslai is a big factor. And it's definitely reducing the level of, of, of the of the issue over here to a Drabonadiga level. So adding some other factors like you know Groma or different conversations we can have while walking in front of the cameras, it, it gives enough for people to feel comfortable in a situation where they either don't know about cameras or there's nothing they can do about it. But our initial conversation was where we're talking about the owner, the owner of the property, the owner of the shul, people who are aware or have interests for cameras to be in shul, where it's Nikolai. So bordering with Isra the Rice is then much more of a big deal. There is even some poskim, they're making the argument. And there was there was one of the early arguments when it was the big, you know, big deal about putting cameras all over in the in the old city around the Khoisana Marovina as well. Some will say, you know, even the owner doesn't really care about uh, the Yidnit walking by, he cares about uh, Muhammad who walks by. Right? Some people and some some uh, Rabonim uh, did argue that. So definitely, definitely we can make a difference between my own camera, my own people, my own house, my own shul, whether I'm the gabai of some or either a person a member that interesting you know i wanted the shul to be safe and whether i'm talking about just walking randomly in the street uh, against some other people some other uh, properties or space no, you know, no, city no, so wait, so wait so rabbi you're, you're you're saying that if i understand you correctly you're saying when you walk in the street it's a it's a for sure right mm-hmm. which 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 makes it a drabanan and um you still have to be you would have to be mitzarif. I mean, psikreshu loy nichelay is awesome, we hold, right? You right. know, hold like the aruch, etc. So you have to be, you have to add on some other coolest. But you're saying, but when you go to shul, the argument with the Arabs is a psikreshu the nichelay because the shul wants to be recorded. Yes, right. And, and of course, and the, it's your own house. Right. The argument you're saying the other way is is that it's a psikreshu loy nichelay even in your house or even in your shul because you don't want to be recorded. You're not interested in seeing yourself. You know who you are. You want to see if it's somebody, if there's somebody who, who doesn't belong there. That's who you want to be recording. It's the uh, it's the UPS guy or somebody else who's some intruder who you want to see. So right. the argument would be that it's not a, it's a psychration. So on this side, you're saying that it's called a psychration, the Nikhale, because it's your house or your show. You should go through these endeavors. But yeah. if you never like the place game, that even in your own house or in your show, it's a psychration or Nikhale because you want to see Mohammed. You don't want to see... Chatzko or Mendel, then Enochanami in Shul or walking in the street would be the same halacha. Is that, is that what you're saying? Correct. So that's why the conclusion wasn't that, you know, we all should come out with Kalkoyos, everyone is being Chal Shabbos. There's always, you know, Tzuru from the Khan Khan. The thing is, you know, right. your own house, your own Shul is definitely something you want to be better, you want to do a better solution. Whenever you have, you have no other way, I wouldn't say stay home and don't go to Shul now. Okay. So I just want to mention a Svara that I've mentioned to you in the past before we go on and that I, I've seen it. I only saw it one other place, but it was something that I, I had a natural feeling to. 
you mentioned you're being recorded from space, right? Now, with Elon Musk, I heard that he has 30,000 satellites up there, you know, watching people, right? right. So, or is it internet, whatever the case may be. So here, there's, there's, there's a chilek here between this malacha and every other one of the Lamates malachas. And all the Lamates malacha, you are doing something. You're opening, you're closing, you're, 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 you're being zareh, you're being chayrish, you're being kaitzer. Here, I'm walking in the street. You in the sky decided you want to photograph me. You're doing the malacha. I'm walking in the street. You're doing a malacha to me. And we don't have an example of that anywhere in Hilchah Shabbos, where I am walking in my regular way, and you are doing something that you've decided that I should become the trigger for whatever you're doing in a satellite. So my argument would be is that's not even a malacha. You're, not, you're less than a masasik. A masasik is when you walk in, you're not aware of your action, you brush against the light switch and you turn it on. But at the end of the day, your back turned on a light switch. Here, I walk down the street, somebody in heaven and, and one of the satellites decided he wants to take a picture of me. I didn't do a malacha. I think that that's a, a very stark asfara and there's riots for it one way or the other, but I, I just thought I would share it with the tzibur. Um, and I, I don't know if you agree or disagree with it, but I, I thought it was certainly worth noting. Yeah, definitely. So there's definitely a lot of conversation out of it. You know, there's there's the famous in Raj Ben Ran, there's the Mognavom and Trinaschriptim, the Kerna Dovid in a Chuva, and Rav Osner in one Chuva is is walking through a certain, you know, similar idea to what you're saying. Um, but I, I will just define between the concept of Maisim Malocha and the concept of Eino Machavan and Misasak. In other words, Today's today's technology. Let's back up a little bit to the old times where, when you know, when the switch, a mechanical switch, was introduced to the public, and people were used to turn on a fire before just you know with a match or with a stone, like or the Mauritian. Um, you know, Frank and and Koidish is arguing whether turning on a switch is a mice because it feels you know it's too far away from these two things. But once we understand how a switch works, and then eventually how sensors works. So it's very close. The fact that you have waves that coming down from your motion sensor on the wall to your body or from space to your body, from a technical, you know, scientific perspective, there's no big difference. It's basically a switch. That's how it calls by the engineers. No, it's, so, it's, it's absolutely a switch. Right. But, 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 but the question is, is that when I turn on a switch, I walk over and I turn on the switch. So I am turning on the switch. Here I am walking, and you have turned me into a switch. Right. And so, I think so that's very, that's very, so even though technically I am the switch, but to say that when you turn me into a switch, I am doing something, right? That is, that is your action. It is not, I consciously walk over to a wall and I turn on a switch. Here you are doing something to turn me into a switch. It's your malacha, it's not my malacha. So in other words, we all agree that if I know there's a switch over here, there's a computer a button that I can you know, uh, shoot a, 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 a missile all the way in China, we all understand that if I know about it and I'm doing it, it's my action. It's a my malacha. It's just because I'm not aware of it and I'm just walking like the Sugi and Shin design, so it's very, very not connected to me. So it's even less than the Machloikas and say the sphere over there. And this is this is where the Shevet Alevi is trying to say that such a thing is even more than just walking. It's so not connected to me that that it's not it's not my it's not my maise. In other words, the maise melocha, but it's not man my maise. Yeah. yeah. So let me let me move on to a bunch of we have a, a short time and a lot of questions. So somebody installs on their front door a ring bell alarm. 
right, from Amazon. It's $199. It stores in the cloud for 60 days. What do they what do they do Shabbos? I mean, is everybody who walks up they know they're being stored for sixty days? Is everybody? Um, it, it, I guess it's the same. Is it more than the same shayla of walking in the street? Is it less than the same shayla? What would you say? So talk, again, talking to the owner, you know, we're not talking about the one who walking right. by. Talking to the owner, the one who installing it lechatchila. Even though the argument you mentioned before about whether it's considered macrobadish or not is even bigger when you're talking about storing into the cloud, not even into a DVR. So the argument could be much bigger and the Zodim Likuli could be much bigger. I will advise the owner, if it's not such a big deal, to set up again. You know, turn on the recording just for Shabbos. Again, not because you have to, not because you're Chayev or you're really Mechal Shabbos. Otherwise, there's enough room. But still, it's yours. It's easy. It's a little setting. Just do you that. You see, here, it, I, I would say it's the problem to me here, Rabbi Yorin, that could create a real pro- pro- problem is that if you keep your camera on Shabbos, right, and somebody walks to the door and you could see who it is. So for this person, the argument would be is it's a psikreshid and because he wants to be able to get into the house. Right. But if there's no recording, we again talking only about what to change into the screen, which is so, not, so, I would say, yeah, if, you, if you're not shut off totally, you know, be my guest. But in the level of Aloha, the recording is the most important part. So I'm saying if it's recording, it could even be a psikreshid and ichale. That's what I'm saying. It could be really problematic. Yeah, correct. My my point okay. was that it's not being stored into an actual DVR. It goes to the cloud, so it makes it a little bit easier, well, mainly according but, to your but, argument before. But it, in the cloud, it's being stored on a on a disk someplace, right? It's just a, it's just a it's just being stored in a data warehouse. But it's right. the same. It's the same. It's the same disk in a data warehouse. I agree. So you have I'm the just, same I'm just saying problem. I'm saying the shitosho. It's it's even a bigger argument. That's what I'm saying. The yeah, way you were arguing the macro puppets. Okay. Yeah. Okay, crib cam, crib cameras. Person has a camera by their baby's crib. They're worried about crib death. They're worried about the baby climbing out. They're not sleep. They sleep better at night because in the bedroom they have a, a, a on the screen they can see what's going on in the crib. They have to shut it off, Shabbos. Same concept. Try to shut off Except, the recording. But is is there a recording by these nanny by these crib cameras? There is. There is an option. There is an option for recording. There's an option to disable. It. Okay, but but if you disable the recording, it's okay. You could watch your baby on Shabbos. Right, but let me reframe it. It's not okay. It's something that almost mutter, meaning in circumstances, like you mentioned, a baby situation, well, but, but, elderly. But, 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 but let me ask you the question this way, Rabbi. If there's a problem here, who's the one who's being over the Isser is the baby, who's not a bardas. So what would you have to worry about? So first of all, putting something uh, for a tinnik, even not a bardas, is a finna be a dime. It's an issue. Even if the, the, the baby has no idea what's going on, if you're putting something in front of him, which is a definite issue, not a, not a, not a suffolk, it's an issue. It's an ice, actually. It's a pin of your dime. So that's, that's not an excuse. Well, I think. Well, thing... I would, it's a pin of your dime. You have a, a, lot of, a lot of ways out of that. I mean, the simplest way is the Trumas Adeshin, which is it's because when he gets big, he's going to do it. He's not going to be in his crib when he's big. I mean, but, but even there's, there's many different ways to get out of it. The, the, the Safina Levi Adayim. Okay, you're saying, okay, so let's continue. You hold, you hold the better thing would be to, put, to, to, to turn it off. Turn off the recording. The recording, but, no, but even not the recording, you say... If, if you, you turn off the screen, have, there, there's nothing about this, this, you know, keep monitoring. You know what I mean? Okay. So just to watch the baby is no problem if the, record, if the, if the thing is off, right? Yeah, which, I just want to make sure the language. It's not no problem. It's something that we allowed for the situation. Okay, so for a baby, you would allow it. Rabbanim mm-hmm. allow. Now, what about a nanny cam um, in the baby's room? You want to you want to be able to watch the nanny. I guess it would be a similar shayla. Shut off the recording. 
and do it. What about um, to monitor elderly? People have parents or in-laws, they're living alone, they live far away, they want to be able to watch them. Can they keep that on on Shabbos? Same thing, keep the recording off? Yeah, you know, except it's a bit more, you know, the, the people are actually doing intentionally things back and forth on that's, the screen. So, so, so that's different That's different than a baby. It's more hummer than a baby. In a way, and but the, still, and the situation and, and, and requires... And for them, it's Nihalei already. Right, right. They, they certainly want to be watched, right? Right. So it's it's going to be Nihalei on a Drabanan where it's just Moisiv Zerim, or even if it's if it's motion activated, it would be, it would, it's a, it's a Sikresha, the Nihalei. Well, I guess the way to do it maybe is, again, if there's a corner... Oh, there's a corner. It's a corner where they can go without it. It's not going to help because they want to see each other. So it's going to yeah, be but... a, it's going to be a on on something to be asked uh, a rabbi familiar with the family, with the family in the situation to see if that's something that you know need to be mutter or not. Yeah, that's a problem. Or you know, or else you would have a problem. If I could say you go to a hospital and and they they want to see your camera, they want to see a picture of who's coming in before they allow you in. So at that point, it's certainly you're doing something that's nichalei, and Which I don't again, know if it's record. I don't know if it's recorded or not. Well, I don't know if it's recorded. It may be recorded or not. I have no idea. But again, it's going to be something that Nikolais brings it down against the Rabbonon. No, but I think it's absolutely Nikolai. He knows that they only let him in if they see him, so he wants to be seen. But not the recording part. He's not interested in being recorded there. He's not interested in being recording. He's just interested in being seen. Right. Okay. So again, so that would be... Which we don't know exactly what that is. Right. So if there's a there's a circumstance, if there's a choile, uh, you know, uh, a woman who gave birth or whatever. But, but on the other is. hand, but on the other hand, it is being recorded. It is being recorded for likelihood. So it's going to be in you're saying it's it's a it's a psychratia, the nichale, but it's loy nichale on the recording. So right. even though it's loy nichale on the derisa. This is going to be, it's going to be more problematic. Right. Nichalei on this part, but it's like Nichalei on the other part. Um, so the total is a Drabonon. It's a problematic case where you have one Maisa, that partial of Nichalei, but you can say the other part is like Nichalei, is, is far from a Dabba Pasha. Right. I agree. This is something that um, we ask and consider the situation. Yeah. So, Rabbi Yotner, it seems that life is getting more complicated if, uh, on Shabbos if you're from a person. Correct, absolutely. And I remember years ago, uh, a rabbi told me, I'm afraid it will have to be matter everything because soon we're not going to be able to walk around. You know, <laughs> I can't say he was right, but I guess we're going to pass uh, these challenges like any other challenge. You know, there's something interesting that I'll tell you, I'll share with you a story. The mm-hmm. Bijan Rav was matter electricity. He didn't, he, he didn't think there was anything else usser about it. In fact, somebody told me that his father was a Satma Chassid, but he came from Bijan and he was by a bris by the Satma Rebbe of Yoel going back, you know, decades and decades ago. And it was dark, so he turned the light on. So the Satma Rebbe gave a scream. Who turned the light on? He said, I did. He said, how can you turn the light? He said, I come from Bijan. The Bijan Rav was matter electricity. So it's like we obviously call Yisrael home electricity as Asa. But when you have Loi Nichalei on a Drabanan and where the outcome means people can't go to show or they can't function, you have to start wondering whether you could use the Bijanara as a tzirah, whether Paiskim I use it as a tzirah. Interesting. The story is very interesting. You know, the, the Bijanara is, is pointing out uh, uh, something that was recently in the past. You know, he said Moshe Rabbeinu was staying in front of the snake and he says, ukol. So he said Moshe Rabbeinu was looking into the, into the fire and fire, the, the, the minimum requirement of a fire is to eat something up. And Vasne, and then Ukol. 
So the Bojanov says over there, so it can't be that electricity is fire because it's not eating anything. Nothing is being eaten up. Interesting point over there. But I wonder the story because the final psak of, of the Bojanov in that shura is In other words, is not really allowing it. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Reb Tzvi, it's always fascinating to have you on. Thank you very much for your time. My pleasure and honor. All I'll the best. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.